Live on air, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast. And we'll get this thing started off right, ladies. And welcome to the Working Tools Podcast. You gotta, you gotta turn the sound off on that, David. I'm getting the bat feedback. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, brethren, all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a conversation on Freemasonry. I'm your co-host, Stephen Chung. I'm a past master of my lodge here in Kelowna, British Columbia, Prince Charles Lodge Number 153. I'm a senior Malay. I am also a past vice peace and grand master from the Valley of Vernon, Scottish Rite. And with me is my co-host for today. Um, I guess you guys are uh, uh, very worshipful. Is that what you guys are down there? Uh, he's a past district deputy, David. Colbeth from Washington State. Go ahead, David, introduce yourself. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here again. And uh, yeah, I'm very worshipful, David Colbeth. Uh, I'm just David. <laughs> uh, uh, Master Mason from King Solomon Lodge in Auburn, Washington, uh, Grand Lodge, Washington. Uh, yeah, past master and past district deputy. Uh, I, I just wanted to comment too. I think I'm looking at the live video. I think I'm missing your video here, Stephen, as well. Uh, oh, I had to turn my video off and then back on again. If that uh, helped for me, I don't know. But yeah, I'm glad to be here and excited to talk about technology. It's one of my one of my favorite topics. I'm a little bit of a geek. I don't say that I'm actually a true geek. I don't wear a pocket protector, but well, my dad did when he was young. But uh, I uh, certainly enjoy technology, so I'm looking forward to this one. Excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm a closet geek, not a pocket protector geek. I used to have one of those though. <laughs> All right, but let's get this started off right. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant lodges. With that said, let's carry on. Today's uh, topic, as David said, is uh, technology and Freemasonry, and. Um, how it uh how and how it's being implemented i guess is the best way to go about that um the uh, uh i thought i had some pretty cool things to share technology wise and then david was kind of uh enlightening me in the uh, green room there as to, or blue room as to what's going on in in washington and that sets us back a little bit so you know um <laughs> Uh, let, let, let's start from the archaic ages and then we'll move into the Washington state. <laughs> um, I know that uh, uh, one thing that's not supposed to happen in Freemasonry is change, right? No innovation, but innovation in this sense, I think has been very beneficial uh, to how we conduct business, um, how we communicate, uh, more than anything, communication is, is essential for us to get that nailed down pretty good. And um, uh, I'm finding the more uh, we communicate, the more participation we have. And uh, that's really the goal of, of improving communications, in my, in my opinion. Steve, I'd love to have your, I apologize, a little technical. I think if we need to turn your video off and on again, maybe up at the top there, and then click it back on again, maybe. I'm just still seeing the working tools black screen also. Oh. Um, I'd love to see your face on there while you're. Yeah, I just turned it off and that. 
Oh, there's the working tools thing, and then turn it back on. And am I there? Uh, not on the live feed yet. Not on the live feed yet. Okay, but the mm -hmm. live feed has a delay, so you know. Yeah, but I, I would in the bottom in the bottom of the corner. Yeah. There is still a black screen. I see my face, and then there's the black screen for you. Okay. I don't know. Well, we're working on that. Uh, wanted to say we're missing our our main co-host, our main producer, uh, Connor, today. He is not. There we go. Now I see you. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm presenting to everyone now. <laughs> yeah, we're missing our we're missing our main host though, Connor, the the host with the most. Uh, he's not feeling well today, so he is out sick, and we yeah. wish him well. And yeah. yeah, poor Connor. He uh, he really likes to do these things, so I'm sure he's uh, it's killing him not being able to be on here and and uh, participate with us because uh, sure. this is I think the highlight of his week, other than going to lodge, because uh, he he really likes to go to lodge, and that's awesome to know. Um, yes. So, Connor, you get better, and we'll see you out here next week. Um, okay, so I think that I'm going to start by sharing my screen. Now, do you have the uh, uh, Working Tools podcast uh, on the live version going so you can see uh, comments and everything? I do. Okay, because I don't. I can't see the comments. But that's okay. I'll leave that for you. Uh, at the <laughs> moment, uh, I'm just going to pull this up, and then I'm going to share my screen. Hello, River. Hey, River Peepman's on, is he? Excellent. Yes, he is. All right. And sharing my screen. There we go. And you said 11, F11 goes full screen? It does. There you go. There you go. But then I'll miss my tabs and I need those. Okay, so uh, <laughs> one of the things that uh, I'll bring up for British Columbia anyways, uh, our Grand Lodge website is in the process of being uh, revamped. So there's going to be hopefully a whole bunch of new cool tools on there. Um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what they're building into it, but uh, hopefully some of what you were sharing uh, gets implemented. But... This is our Grand Lodge main website. And one of our favorite sections here is member services. And when we click on member services, it takes us to uh, this more colorful page. And there's a lot of things here that are uh, available to us. Um, and one of the, one of the, there's some really cool ones. There's essays and papers on Freemasonry. And there's a whole, you can use the search engine to go through it because there's that many of them. And so when somebody's online thinking that they want to look up stuff about Freemasonry, we hope that they end up at our Grand Lodge website and that they look through essays and papers um, because this stuff has been vetted to be factual. And our, our guy, um, uh, most, uh, brother Trevor McEwen, he spends a lot of time to go through these things and vet them. I was going to ask that: Is there a committee or a single person, or how does how do who decides how that information is posted? As uh, far as I know, that's that's all up to uh, Trevor McEwen. He's uh, 
Uh, he works at the Grand Lodge head office and um, uh, I forget what his official title is, but he does a lot of things and this is one of them, right? Um, part of our problem in, in redoing our Grand Lodge website was the fact that um, if you understand indexing, a lot of things in Freemasonry searches on Google are already indexed to this site. So for us to change it, um, you know, there, there's a lot of upheaval about that. So hopefully they get it all figured out and, and the, the techies figure it out. But one of the, the cool things that we've got going on, uh, thanks to our current most worshipful grandmaster, is a thing up here called best practices. When we click on the best practices, we end up uh, at the explanation page of, of what its purpose is and what a, what is a successful practice. And you know, basically, the purpose is to collect documents and successful practices as examples for all the brethren to follow. It's hoped that a wide variety of lodge programs and projects that um, uh, are successful are made available, and then they get added to the online archive. Um, you know, what is a successful practice? Here it reads, a successful practice is one that has been proven to work well and produce good results. Such successful practices can contribute to improving the Masonic experience for our brethren or contributing to making improvements in uh, your community. If your successful practice is a document, a really good lodge notice, for example, send a copy. If your successful practice is an event, or a process, please provide some details that can guide others to achieve your success using the following outline, right? And then it outlines it, your name, address, what it is, etc. And then you can email it to best practices at freemasonry.bca. And then they add it to this archive. Very cool. That's uh, very cool. Yeah. Now, this is the current archive. This has been a new, um, uh, project of our current most worshipful grandmaster. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, nine things on here, which is pretty good for uh, uh, only been doing this for, I think, four months since this has oh, been nice. up. Yeah. And um, the first one at the top, I am so proud is, uh, is the one I submitted. And that's called the district texting program. And um, I submitted a document on that uh, so that everybody would have all the information they need. And more importantly, if they had need any help, they, they have my contact information down here where I can help them get it on, uh, get it up and running in their area. Um, there's a sample letter even that we gave to the uh, district deputy grandmasters to send out to all of their lodges um and uh, inform them what's going on what's available etc right um do you have any idea how many other districts are doing that zero zero okay it, it's sad to say i don't know well since this has been up i don't know i haven't been contacted by anybody sure but they may be implementing it but i don't know about it uh, so as far as I know, I'm the only one doing it, and which is done in District Nine, District in the Okanagan Nine. Interior. Yeah. Um, and every now and then, you know, you do things 
all every week and and so i said i send out every weekend or uh, at least by mondays i send out what's happening in district nine this week and so for example this morning i sent out the message that this week in district nine uh tonight we have an entered apprentice de degree in kalamalka in, in vernon uh tomorrow is uh saint george's 41 regular meeting thursday is scottish right 14th degree right and that goes out to i currently have 103 members in our district that uh, have asked to be part of the text messaging program and so uh they got that message sent out this morning and so they all know what's going on for this week so they can plan their week if uh right um and and for those that don't subscribe to the calendar that's out there um it reminds them of what's going on for the week right yeah for uh, sure yeah any questions on that so you said that uh in masonry i've always kind of said that <clears throat> the things that we've always done the way we've always done it it takes about a year maybe two to three years before that changes and becomes well this is the way we've always done it so i can imagine maybe in a year or so <laughs> you saying well this is the way we've always done it and so if it ever should stop you know then then it'll finally be something that's uh, automatic and other districts and other areas might start to to catch on and be part of it but it'll try, probably take a couple years for it to to be the way we've always done it but, yeah, I would imagine we we adopt things a little more slowly here in Freemasonry, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this program now two years uh, okay. in in my district, and yeah. uh, uh, it's grown. I mean, originally I had forty guys uh, on the list, um, you know, and as time has passed. Guys have got, you know, some of the uh, older generation, they now have cell phones, smartphones that they right. all have in their pockets. I mean, I can remember a time, you know, a couple of years ago when I first started this, I, I'd ask how many people in the room had cell phones and ask them to put their hands up. And you might get a, you know, dozen hands up, right? Sure. And, and the rest of the room is just quiet, right? And now, it's like you're better to ask who here does not have a cell phone, a smartphone, right? Yeah. And uh, it, that is totally changed. Now there's only a few hands that go up that don't have one, right? Are these are those best practices? Uh, are they taught in any kind of leadership trainings, or do you have monthly or quarterly or yearly, you know, retreats or other than the annual communication? Do you have any other kind of training programs that? Are, you know, officer or a district deputy or master mason could go to? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, I know that we have um, a district deputy school through Grand Lodge. Uh, I know that we put on district education uh, days. Uh, we just did that last weekend um, where I covered some of the technology that we use in our district. Yeah. And, uh, you know, without, I'll tell you, that was probably the coolest day ever and i tell you brother jim veach here's a big shout out to you brother because he's said he's almost 70 years old and he never thought that he would be listening to a podcast he doesn't <laughs> have a cell phone he doesn't really even have a computer but his wife got this thing called a ipad and then 
of course, she has email. And while some of the brothers send him emails, now she got him an iPad, so he's got his own emails. And then somebody sent him a link to a podcast, so he clicked on it. And now he's watching pod, our podcast on his nice. iPad, right? Nice. Yeah, uh -huh. really cool, eh? I mean, I don't even have Jim Beach's email. So <laughs> I got a home phone number. He's, he's one of the few guys I know that still has a landline, right? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he he uh, he mentioned in, in our district education, he's, he's thoroughly enjoying the, the new technology and how we're using it. Um, some of us uh, at Education Day used PowerPoint presentations and put them up on the big screen. And, you know, back in his day of doing these district education days, there was nothing like that available to him. So, you know, he had to carry around a, a milk crate with stuff in it and, you know, hold it up and hope everybody could see it and that kind of thing. So uh, he was really complimenting us on uh, complimenting us on our uh, technology and how we were using it. So. Uh, I'm just really glad to hear that he's actually using it on the other end. Well, and it's amazing too how how some it seems like it's on opposite ends of the age spectrum, where some of the older folks are are just willing to jump in and 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 take care. And, and it's it can be really simple. We sometimes get in our own way of making technology easy, right? We try and complicate things and figure out all the angles when all you want to do is make a phone call or send a text or take a picture. It doesn't have to be super complicated, uh, and and there's a lot of background engineering and user interface stuff that uh, goes into trying to make it easy. I mean, Apple—that's one of their whole ideas—is to make things simple. I'm I'm not an Apple guy, but uh, it's that's the whole one of the whole functions behind it. So, right, yeah, I, I'm not an Apple guy anymore. Uh, I tell you, if I uh, if I could keep up with their pricing. <laughs> I, I would be right yeah but you know they they haven't yet put uh the ability to put memory cards in iphones uh when they do that i'm going back because yeah. you know they say once you go mac you never go back uh, unless you can't afford to stay with them <laughs> and you know my uh my i just got rid of my macbook I've had it since 2008 and now they won't update it anymore and Chrome is vulnerable and so on. So I actually had to, you know, boot up a PC, you know, and, and every time I boot up a PC, I really wish I had my Mac. Yeah. For you, sure. just you just open it and it, it works. It's there. Yep. Uh, you know, so um, carry on here. One of the uh, other things that we've got, we've got our text messaging program, but, um, now let's see, is there anything else to add? Oh, so not only do I send out text messages for the week, I send things out like uh, a brother goes to the hospital. Um, I send a message out that he's gone into the hospital and, and I send out updates and uh, things like that as per requested. And when a, uh, when a lodge has something special going on, like brother uh, Roethlisberger from Enderby Lodge, um, they're big on, on food, right? Food is important in that lodge and they do, they do uh, good meals before and they do barbecues and things like that. And, yeah. you know, the, you know, like last month he sent me a, a text message to send out to everybody. They were having this big goulash thing. 
and before their meeting and you wanted everybody to know about it so they could come and, and fill their bellies before lodge right uh, and so i'll send things like that out to each of the uh, uh groups as they request me to do you have any kind of restrictions on what you'll send or how often you'll send things or just kind of as it goes for now as it go i, I so restriction wise 9 a.m to 9 p.m um uh -huh. is when i send out messages uh I accidentally sent out messages outside those hours once and got my hand slapped for it. And, and, got sure. it. and I had a, a brother actually ask me to be removed from the list. I tell you, man, that, that was heartbreaking to have somebody actually ask to be removed from the list because I sent a message out at 10 o'clock at night and, yeah. and it woke him up and I, and I felt so bad. So I restrict my hours that way. Uh, as far as the other restrictions, as long as it's uh, promoting something in our lodge and it's not vulgar and and uh that kind of thing i'll send it out as long as it's under 160 characters the program will do it right? nice nice um and then you know when there's something special it's, it's it's nice to be able to have a list you know and i've broken down the list i've got all valley masons i've got Kelowna masons so that you know i send out carpooling um messages when we're going to carpool to vernon or, or carpool to Salmon Arm or one of the other areas. Um, I'll send out a message as to when and where and all the details, right? So that's that's very, it's been very uh, rewarding. Every now and then you wonder, you know, is this really worth it? All the effort I put into these things, you know? And, right. Uh, I mean, I now have a text message document that has pre-done text messages. Now, being in a second year, I'm copying messages from last year and just reposting them for this year. So it doesn't really even take a lot of effort. Anymore, oh, cool. Right. And, you know, especially when there's installations and things like that, you know, so I've got it all laid out. It's beautiful that way. Um, then one of the other things that is big in our area is the calendar of events. Our, our Grand Lodge has built Google calendars for each district. And I maintain the one for our district. And so we go into our Grand Lodge website and there's a calendar button up here at the top. And um, we go into district calendars here. This is our lodge calendar. Okay. Uh, or not our lodge, our district. I've, I've actually got two districts in here. I've gone to this little agenda button here and, and gotten rid of everything that is not close to me. So I'm in District 9, and right adjacent to me is District 10. So I've left those checked. And it now shows me only the stuff that's going on in these districts, okay? And so one of the really cool things about this program, uh, you know, and again, every now and then you wonder if it's worth it, right? Um, when we were when our district education guy was going to schedule his uh, district education day, he originally said, Oh, I'm going to have it on this date. And in the meeting, a brother pulls up his calendar on his phone. And he says, but if you do that, then you're going to be conflicting with this lodge over here. Who's got a, a function happening and you don't want to do that. So we rescheduled the date. So it didn't right. conflict. Right. That's and, a great uh, tool. Great yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And, and so when I heard that, okay, all that effort's worthwhile again. Right? 
Uh, do you have any do you have any thoughts that you'd be willing to share on about how much time you spend managing the calendar? Um, I spend probably I'm gonna say ten to fifteen minutes a week. Okay. That's not uh, bad at all. Not bad at all because you know you once you got a calendar going, you can create recurring events. Yeah. And uh, I've asked all the concordant bodies in my district to send me their email me their notices, put me on their lists. I'll read their notices. I'll find out what's going on. And if they're having an emergent meeting, right, then I'll add the emergent meeting to the calendar and put its purpose there. Right? Yeah. If they are, you know, wanting to promote something uh, for the regular meeting and there's something special going on or they're having a, a guest speaker or something like that come in, I'll put the notes into that calendar and I'll uh, calendar event and I'll edit it. It doesn't yeah. take me any time at all. Once, sure. once you have everything set up, it's easy, right? Yeah, the, the one of the things I, I help to manage the calendar for my lodge itself. And one of the things I find is that well, we have nine groups that meet in our building. And one of the things I find is that they'll say, well, we have our meeting on the third Thursday at seven o'clock every month, except... <laughs> You know, when except these months and this month or that month, it's the fourth Wednesday because of grand session. And so every every once in a while or every year, there's a, a glitch or a, a hiccup. So doing the recurring works pretty well, except for those times. And so it can kind of throw a wrench into automation. Yeah, that, that's why I ask everybody to send me their notices so that yeah. I can read them and find out if something's different. Right. And now it's pretty good. I got secretaries that will email me or call me and say, hey, we're moving this meeting to this date. Um, you know, maybe they're make, moving it to a Saturday so that, you know, they can have an installation when, you know, more members can come to them or something yeah, like that. Perfect. Right. Nice. Um, the other really cool thing about this Grand Lodge calendar uh, being Google is if you look down here in the bottom right corner of the calendar where I'm circling, um, there's a, uh, a button that says you can add this to your Google calendar. So if you happen to be logged into your computer, not your cell phone, this must be done on a computer, and you come to this site and you got get down to the calendar you want, you just click on this and it'll add it to your Google Calendar for you automatically. And, wow. then, and then when you go to your Google Calendar, this is what you'll see. Right? So I'll go into current. So in April here, um, I've got District 10 and District 9 showing. Okay. And um, where was it going? When I have a lot of things going, as you can see, I have a lot of calendars. <laughs> and it's like, uh, when, like nine. When you know, they say, what is that, the stock market? I said, no, it's just my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, turn on my calendar and it just lights it up, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so when you get too many things going, you can uncheck the calendar. Right. You know, there's some guys in my district that say, you know, I, I like the calendar, but I don't like the fact that it fills up my days because I use my calendar for my personal stuff. Yeah. Right. And so that's great. No problem. Just uncheck it on the side. Right. And then, yeah, then once you uncheck it, it, it goes away. And if you want to, you know, look at the calendar for purposes of booking something, just go back and turn that, check it, check it off again. And it comes back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, Guys are liking that. Yeah, I love it. I actually have different calendars that display on my on my computer desktop versus on my phone. 
because it's the computer I want to see. I have more real estate to see more of what's happening. And on my phone, I want to look at just, you know, m me and my family and uh, lodge and things that I'm really tight working on. But uh, it's nice to be able to do that, to turn them on and off. Yeah. Well, I, I leave them on on my phone all the time simply because I go to a lot of lodge meetings and active, I think is the word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm sitting in the meetings, I get told, hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're doing that. What about this date? And, and I'll pull it up and I'll just throw it right into the calendar while I'm there. And, yep. and that is so handy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, we've got I've got guys probably about once a month now I get asked to help somebody get it on their phone or get it on their computer. I, I now built a, an email signature with a link in it and descriptions and and all that so that uh, um, I can just send an email and the links in the email signature, guys. Right. Nice. And it's pretty cool that way. And so do you have a is that just like a text document or do you have a video that you've made how to do how to turn it on and off? Um, well, I actually have. Uh, well, that's just verbal or text in a signature with a link. Right. Yeah. I do have a full page uh, explanation that I can send somebody. Yeah. Um, that is step by step if they really need it. Um, we've we found now that using the instructions, make sure you're logged into Google, right, on your computer, right, and I'll send you a link when you go to your Google and you, or your email and and you click on that link, everything else happens automatically for you. Right. Right. And so I don't. I haven't had to send out the the mass descriptions of everything for a long time. Yeah, and to, you mentioned logging into Google. A lot of people think they have to have a Gmail account to be to have a Google account, and you don't. You could have your down here. It's Comcast. I don't know what your you know your CenturyLink or um, Hotmail or Yahoo or any of those. You can actually use those to create a Google account. You don't have to have a Gmail email address to do right. that. And then you can still use all these tools. If you want to have another email, you can. And you can use Gmail for that. But it's great to use all the Google services still without having to have a Gmail account. But Yeah, that's pretty cool. I've, I actually forgot about that uh, that little fact there because uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so Gmail Googleized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Me too. Me too. I, I, I've drank the Google Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things that uh, the more you find out how or more powerful you realize it is, the more yeah. you start doing in it. And then it just carry, carries on from there. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. I'm going to stop sharing this uh, screen sharing for me now because um, we've gone through all of that stuff. Um and now, so was there any more questions or uh, was there any questions from our followers on uh, on our podcast chat? Uh, just some hellos and some questions there. Connor was asking if uh, Grand Lodge Washington had something like that. And uh, we don't have a calendaring system anymore. We used to. Uh, I could probably try and screen share here <clears throat> and show you what we have. Uh, let's see here. Share that screen. All right, I don't know if that's gonna show my screen still. Let's see here, or there it goes. Are we in? <clears throat> I think that's 
showing my screen here. So this is the Grand Lodge of Washington's uh, website, and uh, it's it's due for a transformation as well. But it's a pretty pretty nice system. Uh, there's uh, lots of information about becoming Mason. Of course, the Grand Master's message and some great sections in here. It's it's pretty nice looking. This is a was a nice change a few years ago. Uh, the really cool and in here we used to again used to have all the lodges and all the districts could have their own calendar. Now we just have the calendars for the Grand Master, but they are Google Calendar as well. And just like Stephen was saying, if you go down here, you can click on the Google Calendar link and add the Grand Master's itinerary right to your calendar grouping. It's a really nice feature. So I know exactly where the Grand Master is almost at any time. And we can go visit him. Uh, what we were going to talk about a little bit later was uh, the membership portal. So our Grand Lodge, I don't want to make this an advertisement for Grandview software, but uh, our Grand Lodge a few years ago signed up with Grandview software and it really helps to if anybody is in the sales and marketing business or anything like that there we use a CRM system or client relation management system and Grandview is kind of like that but for membership uh, it's a database and so if you go into the member portal section you can click on the member portal login here uh, and it will take you into the page I have access to more information so I'm going to just show you the basic side here it starts off here with just some things that are happening schedule events we had some cornerstones over the weekend uh, and so there's just kind of an update of things that are happening around the jurisdiction or Grand Lodge it'll show what my memberships are what lodge I belong to my profile details email photograph uh, my home numbers you know my family information uh, that kind of thing of course grand lodge details and what's happening this is a reiteration of what was that first page the you know just the contact information for grand lodge and also the current grand lodge officers that's kind of a nice feature so you can see who they are and also past grand masters and then you can actually locate a lodge so if you're looking for uh, a certain area if you're going to be traveling to another part of the state you can search for yeah, it's pretty cool yeah search for different things and so for example if you want to look at the olympia lodge here's all the you know if, the, if they had some news and events that were happening i probably should have looked at the one that had some more events happening but also their officers as well so it's kind of a nice nice feature there and then one thing i'm really excited about well of course it has communication has email broadcast features that the secretary and a worship master can use and then our district deputies have access to it as well for broadcast messaging. And they're going to be adding text messaging and uh, my understanding some phone call ability as well at some point in the future. Uh, but I really am excited about this resources section. As you advance through your degrees, the next section will become available to you because I'm a Master Mason. I have access to all of the details for a as a master mason. And so, so your I, Grand Lodge automatically updates that when they know that you've gone through the next degree. Yeah, exactly. So our secretaries, I think I mentioned in our in the blue room there, you know, a lot of lodges, Grand Lodges are still using paper forms for their annual uh, annual reports or monthly reports and membership updates and things. Ours is all digital now. It's all completely done online. Secretaries, I can't. I want to show you the details, the back end, but it's a very robust back end system where the secretaries can log in and access 
this Grandview site update membership details. And so when a, when a man, uh, for example, we just had a dual master Mason degree on Saturday. And so their membership records will be updated. And now they'll move from just having these three screens. They'll also have access to this section. And so we can, we can provide them more information and uh, you know our our six steps modified Washington version stole from from Canada. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, you know what? It borrowed from anywhere else is is good as long as it works. And I'll tell you, I love that six step program. We we, we do uh, as well. We do as well. We've been using it down here for for several years now. And, and like I said earlier, you know, in the beginning, people didn't understand what it was or how it worked, and and now it's the way we've always done it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the way we've always done it. <laughs> there, there's still some lodges that are working on that. Or every once in a while, I hear, "Well, hey, we've got this petition. We should run them through the six steps now." Uh, sorry, brothers, no. <laughs> That's a pre-petition process. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's a really great program. But technology is amazing, and having having this kind of information at fingertips for members and and even candidates. There's there's the idea that we could even potentially have candidates have access to this so that they could feel like they're part of something we haven't really utilized that feature yet but it's available to us so well one of the one of the things uh, i mean this is a very powerful uh, uh back end that you guys have here i mean just just the resources section alone um i mean if you guys put a candidate section in there um because the, the the list of documents and resources that were in there um much like the ones that were in our um in our Grand Lodge uh, essays and papers section, right. um, you know, if you had a place like that, you could put all those for candidates um, so that they're getting factual information rather than getting, you know, whatever they find online because it's, you know, it's online. It must be true, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then they come to lodge and they go, ah, oh, blah, 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 I found this online and blah, 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 blah. And as soon as you hear the word online, you go, oh, no. Right. And then, and then you got to try and sort through it for the guy. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys do, you, have do, your lodges, do your lodges have uh, websites and whatnot as well? Uh, some of them do. Some don't. Um, <clears throat> we are in the process of redoing ours. It was uh, uh, fairly a dated um it was uh built on some pro platform but it's gone now now we have just a a, a landing page up uh, which is pretty cool actually it's just got our, our logo and such but uh it has everything we need which is contact information um we are, are we just struck a committee to decide what we're going to do in building a new site um what tools we want to have um, more i think will become links to the grand lodge website sections uh, because why reinvent that wheel um, i think we're going to focus more on resources and links for prospects to point them in the right direction and maybe list a calendar of events um, and post photos uh, show to show them that we are active and we have fun and participation. Yeah. Well, and my my, you're in a technology business, so you may have a better thought on this. But part of my belief is that a website is kind of like a online brochure, uh, and and doesn't necessarily have to change much. And so that's been my philosophy for organizational websites. In that, yeah, maybe you have to have some 
updates for your calendar, which was a link, you know, a link to the calendar that's live or a link to a Facebook that's live or a link to some inf outside information that you don't have to update, log in and change and HTML code. Right. And our website for our lodge is pretty static, except for the calendar is live, of course. And as I mentioned, our booking system for our building itself is uh, live and, and as well. But we lost your video, David. Yeah, I don't know why. And I, we weren't having years either for some reason. I don't know. My camera is on. There you go. You're back. I don't know why. And but Connor was saying too that we your video is not popping up when you're talking. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I had. Uh, I thought I had. Um, I might have locked it at one point. I think that's um, what Connor was referring to. Yeah. And I was sharing my screen the whole time instead of uh, going back and forth. You know. But I, I can appreciate Connor likes to see, you know, my mug. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> guy. guy. Yeah, I always joke uh, that on Facebook radio. So I've never wanted, never wanted to be on a podcast, I didn't think. And then I saw you guys started off and I was following. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool. And then a uh, message from message from y'all and I thought, oh check it out and see and we'll see I, uh, well you got more hair than me so you know if i get a bunch of thumbs down then maybe i'll i <laughs> know <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's great having you on and somebody with more hair than me is good right <laughs> uh, but uh well how, how do you does uh, the grand lodge of bc have any kind of policies on internet or social media or anything like that yeah, they've got uh, social media and, and uh, online policies uh, that they published, and they're actually on the Grand Lodge website um, for everybody to read because uh, with the Privacy Act uh, in Canada, um, you know, technically I have to ask every person in a photo if to get the permission to post it online. Um, you know, before that. So now, uh, and because maybe it's, uh, because I'm Asian, but you know, I'm the token photographer, right. <laughs> and his slash historian in my lodge. So, and I got this cool little tripod and everything. So, you know, I go everywhere and I take the pictures and now I got it. First thing I do when I take the pictures, can I post this online? If you don't want to be online, get out of the picture. Okay. <laughs> right? It's the, it's the most powerful man in masonry is the cameraman, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say, I guess. Eh? <laughs> you know, well, actually, Smiley Nelson, the guy who organizes where everybody stands in the picture, he's right. the most powerful guy. Right, right. You, know, <laughs> you, you got to listen to Smiley or you, you're not in the right right spot, you know? Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that we're, I know our ground lodge is kind of struggling with a little bit is the social media policies. There's, there's of course, you know, when we call it keyboard courage, when someone uh, gets behind their keyboard and not face to face with somebody, they may say things, or if it's late night and they're tired, uh, they may say some things they don't mean to say. And it's uh, pretty difficult to pull back once you hit publish on a on a post or something you know yeah it is and it, you know it's good to have the policies it's even better to let everybody know that you have them right um you know just sending an email out to the secretaries of each lodge i don't think was sufficient i think that they should have asked it to be uh distributed to everybody 
through the secretary. He's not just read out at Lodge that there is one. And hey, if you want to read them, I've got a copy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so i think the more uh, the more that we can uh, promote those things uh the, the less problems we'll have in the future right? yeah we we unfortunately had cases in this year that that um, um called called for the grandmaster to get involved um and uh some disciplines to happen and uh that was uh Sad to hear, but a prime example, late night, you know, somebody's frustrated and once they hit post, it's online. Once it's online, it's always online. Right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you, uh, one of the things we were kind of talking about in the blue room and before too, was the idea of using like Skype or Hangouts or some kind of video chat for meetings. And I think it'd be a cool idea, especially we, we've had in the past where maybe a young young Mason's going to get his degrees and his brother or uncle or father or something can't come. And so they're in, you know, they're in Texas or something and uh, they want to be able to see it. And so it'd be really cool to be able to have, you know, Skype or hang, you know, some, some kind of a video chat feature where a guy could see what's happening with his son or grandson or whatever. And, and uh, our code doesn't really provide for that. As our grand secretary likes to say, it's silent. The code is silent in that area. And I, I don't, if, if a guy can prove that it's a secure place for instruction, who, who's to say it's not okay? I don't know. Well, the problem is the programs that are, are out there um, haven't proven to be secure enough, right? Like we've, uh, our Grand Lodge has been exploring using uh, programs like Zoom for meetings and, you know, where everybody has a login. You might have a login and that's great. Uh, but is the server that it's on secure? Is the, is the uh, communication um, being recorded somewhere else on, on some server? We don't know these things, right? And uh, so they're looking into it and they're trying to improve uh, or, or uh, decipher what might be secure enough uh, to hold meetings. Uh, but at this point, they haven't gotten all firm on it yet. So, but it is being looked into uh, our, through our Grand Lodge to try and find that secure uh, meeting apparatus. Yeah, we're using Zoom as well. And we used to use another <coughs> service. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but uh, it was a pretty neat system. It kind of had rooms that you could go into and you could kind of secure the room. I don't know if it was encrypted or not, but it was a it was a pretty neat system. And so you could see, you could kind of log in. It was almost like a avatar kind of thing where you could see who else was online in different rooms chatting and you could knock on the door and visit them. And so it was, it was kind of a neat system where Zoom is, or even Hangouts or other thing is more of a one-to-one -one or one-to-group thing. And you can't, it's not a, I think the other one was, I, the idea was to create a community where people might log in and see other people and chat them up or whatever. Right. Uh, but you could also do community. Uh, you could also do individual meetings and it did have video ability and screen sharing. Right. I know that there's some, uh, some lodges that are using things like um, uh, WhatsApp uh, mm. and creating conversation groups that are for their lodge and, and they're continual, right. Or, or progressive so that they, uh, you know, Everybody has that once they're in there and part of it, they get a message that pops up for them, right? Um, and there's 
which is great for each lodge, right? Right. Uh, and you're not really transmitting any secrets, uh, right? Online, right? right? Um, so that's that's cool. But um, I think part of part of the real issues for lodges are being districts are spread out everywhere trying to get everybody to use the same platforms is is really i think going to be the problem that's a tough thing yeah we, we we do a lot of facebook groups private groups where we can kind of vet or verify that who a man is to let them into the private group but it's still facebook it's still open and there's some people that won't do facebook or social media like that so uh, it's it's uh, can be a limiting factor. I, I've got one of our our older members. He's in his 80s, and he's a great guy. He uses computers, and he, he I think he even has a smartphone. But he said, "I don't tweet. I don't do any of the kind of stuff. He doesn't do fa Facebook or any of that stuff." So uh, I think he did say that he has a secret Facebook account, but he won't tell us his uh, user information, so we can't, <laughs> we can't connect him to our group. But uh, but uh, he he's. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun to, to hear him talk about social uh, social media and, and technology. But yeah. do you, uh, one of the things Connor wanted us to talk about too was uh, the use inside the lodge room. I know he just recently did a, a first degree tracing board lecture and uh, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall there uh, to hear him talk about that. I love the first degree. And of course, Washington ritual is probably a little bit different than BC ritual, which I understand you have multiple ritual versions, so I don't even know exactly which one he did, but uh, we actually have a sister lodge up there we visited a few times, and, and I think in their lodge building they have two or three different versions of ritual they perform. Uh, but the idea of slides and stuff, I was amazed about two or three years into my masonry, there was a guy brought this scroll to one of the degrees and he you know hoisted it up and put it on a on a on a hanger and started talking about this the the first degree lecture and he had this board and i thought what in the world is that and they said oh that's an original tracing board i had never seen one of those before in my first couple of years uh as a mason and i had always done the slides or, or powerpoint lecture and so it was really neat to see the tracing board but yeah, do you have we we still have the old scroll rolled up and we flip it over and and we use a uh, uh, you know one of those rods uh, old uh, extender rod you know, uh -huh. and, and uh -huh. we actually do the lecture the old way in our lodge um, we uh, I, I would have really liked to see Connor do that that uh, lecture because um, I believe he belongs to that um, um, funny Canadian work. Um, <laughs> I know he. I know he belongs. I think he belongs to to, to both actually. And yeah. so I'm not sure which one it is, but I love that lecture. And uh, I, I, thankfully, I, I uh, didn't have to worry about doing it. Right, uh, my my year that I would have ended up doing that one because um, it's a biggie. And I do a lot of lectures, but that, it's a really sweet one. And <clears throat> from what I understand, Connor's quite the ritualist, so yeah. it would have been yeah. good to see. I know tonight we're going to uh, go to um, Kalamalka Lodge. They're doing an entered apprentice degree. And um, other than being there to, to, to be, show support for a new mason being made, um, we had one of these uh, uh, more light nights last week. 
and we're holding them the fourth Thursday of every month now. Uh, and the next one, we've, we've already decided that we're going to analyze the symbols and symbology in, in an apprentice degree. And so I figured I better go to a degree and, and refresh because it's been a while since I've been to an EA degree. <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I like that. I like the idea of the, of course, you're doing all lectures for memory. I've Most of our lectures are done for memory. Every once in a while, um, that's not possible. Our, our lectures are getting fewer and fewer. It's not as required as it used to be. One of the things we've done in our lodge is an attempt to reinstill that need and so we take the lectures and break them into three four five six parts so that each each man learns a smaller part and so then we have three four five guys that are delivering the lecture and actually it was kind of fun the first couple of times we did it because it broke up the the long 20 or 30 minute monotony of having one man even if he's great it can be a lot of information to deliver to a guy that's an interesting so, way to do that and so the idea is, in theory, that after we've done it a few times, then you can rotate a position. So if you were the first part, you'll become the second part, and then the third part, and the fourth part. And pretty soon, over a year or two, everybody will have had memorized the whole lecture. And in theory, we'd have four or five, six lectures that know the whole thing. And uh, and, and then again, using, using a PowerPoint or some kind of a digital medium for the slides and the photos. But I really like that. I, I know in Missouri, at least at my, I call him my uncle. He's actually my wife's uncle, but my, my uncle, his lodge, uh, they actually had didn't have any lectures anymore. They didn't have it memorized. And so they uh, had moved to the video, a DVD. So after the degree, they'd place him in, uh, in a room and he would watch this DVD uh, for, uh, for the re rest of the lecture. And uh, it wasn't live necessarily. And at least, at least it was consistent. Uh, he he was able to to uh, see you know the the whole lecture accurately, but right. uh, it kind of kind of left something wanting or having a live person there. Right, right. Yeah, wow. I, I I can't I still can't get past the idea. I think it's a great idea of having a really long lecture broken up and done by four or five people. That's kind of a an interesting concept. Uh, it, I know that. It was I know that we've done it in the past where um, somebody wasn't maybe prepared to do the whole lecture. They didn't have enough time to get it all when, and we've split it into two because, you know, we wanted them to prove themselves a little bit. And then a brother that had already done it before would come in and take up the, the slack. Right. Uh, but that's a really cool idea because then you can get it. it somebody's not, don't uh, um, overwhelmed by the size of the lecture they have to learn. Right. Yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it was nice because then um, we had several people that come up afterwards and say that it was great to hear. They actually were able to listen to the whole lecture. They didn't tune it out because somebody else would step up and do the next part. And so then, so they had to kind of almost force them to continue to listen to the lecture. And it was really fun. All the people that participated in it enjoyed it. The candidates didn't necessarily know a difference. Uh, it was the first time they had seen that, but they didn't know it wasn't done that way all the time. And so it was really kind of nice. You mean it hasn't always been done that way? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
All right. Well, we're getting down to our time here. I don't see any messages on the on the uh, YouTube channel that we need to address. Um, uh, so I guess uh, in winding down, uh, David, your final thoughts on um, uh, technology and use of technology in our craft? Yeah, technology again is great. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a geek. I don't necessarily apply to the cutting edge of technology, maybe the bleeding edge, maybe just behind it. I'm a pretty early adopter uh, to things, but uh, I, I really think technology can be used wisely. The hard part is, uh, are we all maintaining our obligations and paying attention to that? And so, as you said, going back and listen to the first and second, third degree obligations and lectures and installation. I, I recently was fortunate to, to start doing installations for lodges and it's a, it's amazing to remember what we're charged with as a part of installation and as part of officers. And, and, uh, and that, that goes into all media, whether it's first in the person technology or uh, any kind of communication. So technology is important, but it has to be used properly. Yeah, I concur. I, uh, I can just echo everything you just said there. I am pleased that it's being adopted. I am, uh, always astounded every now and then when I get messages from guys that uh, um, I haven't talked to in some time and find out that they're using it. And, you know, I think that the, the more thought that goes into how we can use the technology that's available to us um, and good planning, uh, the more we will be able to eventually have many things uh, tool-wise um, work for us technology wise um you know things like this podcast um, yeah. uh, who'd have thought i'd be doing a podcast uh you know i mean i i, I like to adopt technology but you know <clears throat> as you know our viewers will see uh i couldn't figure out how to make it go back and forth between you and me once i locked it onto a screen in the first place so you know <laughs> Thankfully, Connor will be back next week, and Connor usually manages the uh, uh, program part, right? So, you know, we're, we're going to hope that Connor's back next week in good good condition. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, and he, he messaged to say that uh, he wanted me to remind you that he's an English emulation lodge, and he's the very first ancient lodge in BC. So uh, he, he's not too far away from us, even though he's not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that's great, and uh, I know he was lighting up my phone and something else, and it was like I can't pay attention to it all at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You know, technology only goes so far. You know, the brain has to follow, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here, and hopefully, we'll continue. I'm I'm going to be out of pocket for a couple of weeks here going forward, but uh, unless you want to have a live broadcast member from Disney World, we'll see. Well, now, if you can schedule to have Mickey or Minnie or any of them guys with you, hey, we'll, we'll be glad to let you chime in for a couple of minutes even, right? You know, if you can figure out how to do it from your cell phone and, you know, that kind of thing, hey, just shoot us a message and we'll hook you up, okay? But otherwise, great. we'll be happy to have you back on the week after you get back. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Hey, you bet. All right. And... Um, to all those out there in podcast land, thanks for uh, following and uh, uh, watching our podcast and uh, hanging out with us. It's been a slice, and we'll catch up to you next week.